Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay and I am delighted as always to be joined by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. And by Charlotte Dunker. Your last appearance for a while, Charlotte. Hello. You're leaving us only yeah. on a loan move for a while, aren't you? Getting some, yeah. some much needed sunshine after the yeah, long season. Definitely. It, it feels needed. It feels like it's been a very long season. Although it's not over yet. No, it's not over yet. But yeah, Early like, escape for me. Like, it has been a... A really long season. So much has happened, but uh, another... who would have known that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would have been manager of Manchester United? Yeah, I wonder what odds he would have got of that at the start of the season. I think everyone would think you've lost your mind. Yeah, and that they'd still be in contention, just about for the top four finish. But we'll get onto that later on. Samuel, it's Huddersfield away this weekend. I was going to say it's a game that not United can lose, but they've proven that in the past that they can go to Huddersfield and get embarrassed. Yes. But. Uh, we had the last. Was it last time they went there? The VAR situation, the chaos, the, 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 the wonky line. That, yeah, the, 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 the one that matter was on. The, uh, sorry, offside. Are you looking forward to your your trip over the Pennines? I don't. I don't mind the stadium, although the uh, the, the parking situation could be quite problematic, as partridge as that sounds. <laughs> What's the food situation like? Uh, that that's 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 pretty decent. There was quite a massive Yorkshire pudding they they oh, served for us last. They stick up the stereotypes, uh, so. but it was it was it was interesting there last season, given that. Of course, they did beat United. So, although the playoff win was against Reading was was massive for them, that is probably going to be that could be their moment. That of the could Premier be League era, thousands of Huddersfield fans, you know, a highlight of of just supporting the club in in, in their whole lifetime. Uh, because I think it's going to be a hell of a task for them to to get back immediately or within a you know a certain short time frame. Uh, I suppose a lot of things haven't changed. Anthony Marshall cowed that day wearing gloves, uh, looks a bit cowed at the moment and, and, and is quite statuesque with his with his training performances. It was it was quite uh, when I asked Oscar about Marshall specifically today, it was his his response was very unconvincing, like we need to get um, Anthony moving forward or something like that. Well, you know, Marshall was the one who needs to, to show yeah. a bit of movement. So it, it, it's a game that even this United, with all their awful um, forwards, goal scoring statistics, should win. But equally, I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if they if they don't win the game. Charlotte, yeah, I guess Charlotte. The one thing is that it's Huddersfield's. It could be their last ever game in the Premier League, at least yeah. for the foreseeable future. It depends how they rebuild. And I know the manager's not done too much since he's taken over, but there's going to be a party atmosphere in a weird way for yeah. Huddersfield because they've got nothing to lose. Exactly, they? like Samuel said, that win that they got against United before, if that's up there as one of the, which it will be, like one of the greatest days that they have ever had. I know they've been relegated, but if they beat United again, then that's another great day for them in their club's history isn't it and not that it's sad that that's what it is but yeah you've been relegated it's a shame for them their fans that they're going down but it's one last thing to be happy about in the Premier League isn't it yeah. I can't see it happening I saw this week there's one know, that, there's one of those like we got some of those PR things this week which was what the Premier League table would look like if teams were ranked on positive tweets about their club what, I did say I did say that. that but Huddersfield were top because their fans are all just we're happy to be here they've yeah. got nothing to lose and I guess that but, who, but imagine sitting know. around a table and someone's gone oh, what ideas can we come up with, with for a table today to send out and who's come up with that yeah. I, yeah. D- I did receive that and, and didn't respond but it's interesting I guess it, it sums up that the Huddersfield fans there's, there's not negativity around their club it's still a good atmosphere I think Aaron Moy's back in, available who scored against United yeah. last season as and well he's, I think. he's been a big miss for them this season but like I said who knows with United but 
If the Sol- team that, play, that the way they played against Everton, if they play like that yeah. again, then anything could happen. Yeah, we we'll get onto team selection later, but I guess Solskjaer still hasn't given up. He's, he's not never going to give up on the top four until it's mathematically impossible, really, is he, Samuel? And he won't want to. To, to drop points because it could be another big weekend in, in that race for top four even though United are such rank outsiders to get fourth place yes and given the form of the, the, the competitors there's always the off chance that there are going to be some some drop points elsewhere realistically I think Chelsea and Arsenal have got to fail to win any of their final games for United to sneak in there and that's obviously provided United win their last two games against Huddersfield and Cardiff but I think there's already a bit of an admission of defeat there from Solskjaer the fact that he was talking about uh, possibly playing Greenwood against Cardiff next week in a way if if United if it's pretty much done dusted this weekend and I know that the, the goal difference kind of means that it's almost certainly going to go to the last day with United even if it is still done dusted I think that it would be good for Sol- Solskjaer to uh, bring the kids in, a bit like Mourinho did a couple of years ago with that that Palace game three days before before the Europa League final. It's what made the final game last season such a disappointment because it was a carrot testimonial yeah. with Damian and Rojo and <laughs> uh, just just what was the score? I can't remember. Uh, it was no, one no. nil. Rashford scored. Oh, yeah. I think Carrot played the ball over the top and Mata just laid it off for Rashford to put into an empty net. Uh, but the, the mood around the place wasn't particularly great, even though it was, you know, a celebration of one of um, one of United's best players this this century. So uh, that that would be the one compensation if they were to have a negative result on Sunday. You would hope that Solskjaer would start blooding in some of these players and and fairness to Greenwood I think he's probably deserving of a genuine chance anyway but it's just unfortunate for him that um, he's injured again because I think he was injured the Chelsea relatively Cup that's game. it I mean, yeah all the- I think he was going to be in the squad for that game so a few untimely injuries but uh, unfortunately nothing serious by the sounds of things and Charlotte sounds like Solskjaer's <clears throat> going to stick by <laughs> David De Gea this right. weekend yeah I'm getting emotional just thinking about David being <laughs> potentially dropped alright I think he's going to play don't yeah worry. Romero's injured so it looks to Hey, was in. He's going to start, but there was never. Do you ever think he was going to be dropped anyway? Even no. If- I just the only reason you could see him potentially not dropping him but taking him out of the team is because if it's a mental thing as in he's getting a lot of criticism if that's getting to him personally take him out of the spotlight just just for a game two games end of the season be like wipe these last few games off forget about them it doesn't it's like matter. what we've done with you isn't it Put him. it's like what I mean they've done with you giving yeah. these, these two weeks forget off. about the season Charlotte <laughs> it's been terrible for you you can go on holiday it's fine <laughs> No, different situation with the yeah. obviously. Um, I don't think he should be dropped for making mistakes because you look at forwards, they they miss chances. They'd be dropped forwards on mistakes, and that would have no strikers left, would they? So exactly, Lukaku would never, would ne- <laughs> probably never play for the club ever again. But there you go. But De Gea, he's been United's best player for years and years and for for people to turn on him because he's made I know they've been high profile mistakes and I know there's been a lot of them there's been a lot of them recently but I personally think the only reason to take him out of the team would be if he doesn't think he's mentally right for the game yeah I think as well it would be if you've got big games coming up that you know you need to get him back in yeah. the right mental frame for the fact is no matter what happens they're going to finish where they're going to finish yeah. there's two games left it doesn't really matter does it 
I think the only thing that's not really been touched upon is has he already gone effectively? Is is yeah. is a transfer already lined up? Has he got a verbal agreement with with PSG or, or something like that? Mm. Um, if if that were the case, then there's there's no inclination to to, to play him. You might no. as well play Lee Grant, uh, and United aren't obviously going to confirm whether that is going on in the background or not. But just just it, it, that wouldn't be a surprise if if that were the case. Um, and given his given his situation, I think it's it's just difficult to analyse it in that sense because okay, if he does deserve a lot of he does be deserve ugh, he does deserve to be cut some slack because he has banked a lot of those credits. But you go back four years ago when his form did take a bit of a wobble when he came off against Arsenal with an injury or an inverted commas injury um, because his his mind was elsewhere because he wanted to play for, for Real Madrid. It wouldn't be a surprise if, if, if that were the case. I think that in, in fairness with De Gea, I think United have done well to get eight years out of him, uh, particularly given that it was four years ago that it looked like he was on his way to Madrid to get four more years on top of that is a bit of a bonus and that's come at a time where I think he's won one one title in, in eight seasons if you've got the best goalkeeper in the world which I'd say for four or five year period he certainly was don't think you can say he is at the moment that's that's pretty good going and as we discussed earlier in this week um, I, d- I don't think he's irreplaceable either Certainly on current form. Yeah, we were looking before we came on there. The fact that Thomas Kushak's medal hall at United is more impressive than David De Gea's is, is unfortunate on De Gea. It's not a reflection on him as a, as a person. No. But What's you've got, he doing there, Thomas Kushak? He's at, he at Birmingham? Birmingham. Yeah, he has Still a spell. Birmingham. Yeah, I remember he had a spell at Wolves, which was good. Yeah, I remember when you said about the Arsenal things. Well, I remember Ian Rush saying that if you're ever having a bad game, pretend to be injured when you get subbed off anyway. Yeah. It just make, it makes the fans sympathise yeah. with you that bit more. And well, some make, strikers them, do that when they miss, don't they? Yeah. Like, oh, hold the hamstring or touch their thigh or something. And pretend about that. Um, I guess the, the question is, though, Charlotte, if De Gea was to leave, it's a more general question because Solskjaer was asked about transfers again today. But do you think players still want to join United? I know we say that in a in a theoretical world De Gea goes, you get all black in. And I know all black's maybe an exception because he's, we've had it in the past that he'd be open to a move maybe to United if serious interest came in. But do you think as a player that United is still According to Sol- Solskjaer, yes. Well, the agents are knocking on his door trying to get moves for the players, which we were talking about in here. Um, maybe it's because they know the nice Done. lucrative deals they yeah. can get for their clients and the big signing on fees they can land for themselves. But I think there's still the history and the prestige and I think that still stands but it depends what type of type of player it is because for some players they just won't care about that and it's all about winning trophies and realistically are United going to be winning trophies in the next two to three years? Probably not. I guess maybe the, the one concern is some of the younger players United are targeting in their lifetime they probably don't remember much United's success. If you think no. about some of the players you talk about Edie Litz and stuff when, how old is he? He must have been 10 or 11? He's, yeah, he's, he's 19, isn't he? So, so. he would have been... He would have been born when the trouble happened. Well, I'm saying when they last won the Champions League, oh, right. when they last won the league, he'd have been 13. Yeah. So to him, what does what does that mean? You mean no, you see this? And I, I guess I, I touched upon that in the piece, like with with some like 
Declan Rice, for example, or, or even Sancho, homegrown. Obviously, talent. it's gonna it's gonna appeal to them because Rice is at West Ham. West Ham are a mid-table club. Um, I think he's got the the capacity to do very well for United or City. I think City, you know, he'd be a really good alternative for for Fernandinho or a long-term hair for him. Um, Sancho has obviously lived in Manchester before and when you're in like Dortmund there is not just from a from a cultural side of things there's not a lot to do there um, it's an interesting move that he actually went there given that it is Dortmund it, it's quite an industrial place uh, I think the average age of the population there is quite quite high as well so it was that, that made it quite a fascinating move in that sense whereas but, but he is obviously 19 um, and he's going to have a lot of mates in Manchester and playing Premier League football, the money on top of it. United obviously going to appeal to him. But in terms of the established eminent players uh, who will be on the market, just looking at United's manager, nobody's going to care about what he did in 1999. With Guardiola, they'd like to work with him because he's a world-class coach. They'd like to work with Klopp. They'd like to work with Pochettino for various reasons, obvious reasons. Whereas with Solskjaer, you, there's not that major incentive. Because unless you're a United fan... Yeah, you can, no, tap, you can tap you into tap it with into Rashford... It. Yeah. Uh, with Lingard there was that connection there because their homegrown players came through the academy etc Pogba played under him in the reserves unfortunately the, the, it seems like the, the fairy dust with Pogba seems to have dried out there at the moment but if it's someone like for example I don't know Verratti who always seems to be uh, being touted every summer you would be absolutely astonished if he ended up at United partially because of the Raiola um fact uh, he represents him and United have gone very very cold on him in recent years and, and understandably so but also just why would you go to Man United at the moment I know it has the only thing they have to offer is money and that's what probably why a lot of agents would like to tout their clients mm. Solskjaer used the word tout and he said oh, it's not quite the right word but it is the right <laughs> word it, it really is uh so it's, I think the whole, oh, we have a sudden preference for British players, even though two of our last 26 signings are British <laughs> and uh, one of them was a 35-year-old third-choice goalkeeper. That has to be linked to the failure to get Champions League football because they're not going to be able to compete with certain players. And also this this upcoming summer is going to be so much more competitive than in previous summers because Real Madrid have been dormant for far too long. They're going to be very active. Bayern Munich have an old squad. They need to reinforce, and they have done already with some a couple of good signings in Hernandez and, and Pavard. Um, Barcelona have already got Frankie Dion coming in. City need more signings. Liverpool are going to have to go again, as they like to say, especially if they don't win the league. Uh, Tottenham, you know, the more you think about Inter Milan with the money they're yeah. going to be able to spend so that is going to be problematic for United and I think that's probably mm. one reason why they've decided to um, to suddenly look at young British players and see a preference for them and they can spin it in a way that, that suits their agenda as well another player who's been talk the transfer talk this week Lukaku we understand that he 
is having maybe reservations about his future at United. He wants to have clarity about his role under Solskjaer. What What do you think? It would be? I mean, he's, he's such an expensive player. Seventy five million it costs for United to get him. Do you think he would be a, a big loss? Because I know people say, well. I know you said it before, he makes a lot of mistakes, but his goal scoring record is still remarkable for, for a player of his age. And yeah, if you got rid of Lukaku, it was another position United need to then fill. And you, at the moment, you'd say it's not one of their priorities compared to other areas of their squad. I think they do need another attacker in the team. So One or two? Yeah, two. Two in the side. Well, if if Lukaku goes at the, at the minute, say, say they're looking to bring in five players and you want... What do you want? A centre back. This, so this is a hypothetical situation, not as in I'm yeah. saying this is what is going to happen. A centre back, a right back, two midfielders, and an attacker, ideally who can definitely play on the right wing, but can also play through the middle. There you five. Do you not think United already have enough in midfield? No, not to, to not two, need two midfielders. Yeah. Not need two. I think you need. I think they need a world class midfielder, and then I think they need a decent like squad midfielder to come in Herrera's Herrera's going to leave what you're left with bare bones when there was that injury crisis earlier in the season it just exposed the fact that they haven't got the strength and depth there unless James Garner you bring him in well he's not I think they do need two yeah. but they're I'd be amazed if they get two in the summer. Yeah, yeah this wasn't a... They've this got, is what they I think he's going to happen. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. I mean, you, you could argue he has the leverage to do it because he's um, okayed Fellaini going and then he's losing Herrera. So, you know, two out, you need two in. But I think Garner is obviously going to be factored into that. And the way they'll probably look at it is if we get one midfielder in this summer and then we manage it carefully and next summer we get rid of Matic yeah. because he'll yeah. come to the end of his shelf life and then we bring another one in then as well whilst bringing Garner on, on the way. But, but then if, if Lukaku goes as well you need another saying they need that another attacking play that they need so then that's six. Six and that yeah. seems just, a stretch. It's, just, the, 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 it's getting yeah. excessive. The... the, the, the um, I mean, the, the Woodward spoken about spoke about it a couple of seasons ago. They they really didn't like the churn of the Van Gaal era, and I think that's something they're going to have to manage quite carefully. With Lukaku, there are probably two forwards who at the moment are likelier to go ahead of him, or certainly not likelier, maybe. But with Mata, he's in the last two months of his contract. Um, that could get resolved given that he wants to stay and he might just say, I'll take the one plus one option. Um, Sanchez, United would love to be rid of, but it's going to be very difficult to shift. So likely is probably the the wrong phrase to use. Um, but it's just that if you were to look at, I mean, if you look at it, Valencia's going, Herrera's going to go. If Mata go, Mata could go. It has to be a doubt at this time. Uh, Darmian, they'll want to get rid of. Rojo, they'll want to get rid of. Now, that's, a that's, lot. that's literally a fifth of your squad gone already. It's yeah. a 25-man squad. And you would need five players to replace those players. But then on top of that, is there going to be a take for Sanchez? They would hope so. Is Lukaku going to settle down again? Um is Pogba going to agitate or is he going to settle down? Is De Gea going to go this summer? Are they going to obtain a fee for him? Um, so suddenly, the, I mean... That's you know, a nice. Un- unfortunately, unfortunately, no, no, absolutely not. And they're not all going to go. But no. unfortunately, it gets to this point where 
there's a risk that Rojo or Damian could end up staying at the club longer this summer than someone like maybe De Gea or Pogba. It's not beyond the you realms of possibility. Happening. And P- you can see it happening with it. them. Yeah, and I could definitely Marcus see Marcus yeah. is still yeah. going to be United next season. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that clip's going to get here first. <laughs> so how, I guess it's just a ballpark, but at this moment, how, how many players do you think that will actually sign this summer? Sign? Yeah. We've got, f- there was three, three. there's three yeah. last year. Three. Which is quite three good, really. four. Yeah, I think they're going out there to set the stall out like they're going to go on this big rebuild and I just think... <laughs> it seems like last season all over yeah. I mean, this is the thing with Solskjaer as well. He's, he's setting them up for full in a lot of ways. He did it with this points target with six or seven games remaining. He's already said they don't want six players. It's become apparent to us that they want ideally three signings minimum but they've said that there could be more outgoing so that means okay it could be three four or five but he's also used the word rebuild and I know he said it's not going to happen overnight but if you're overseeing a rebuild you are going to need more than three players yeah. in the summer That's transfer window the job, isn't it? yeah it's not, yeah it's just it's putting especially a when there's so many players leaving yeah it's not actually rebuilding at all is it because you, you get you get but you're getting rid of players who have nothing to offer to the first team anyway really at the yeah. moment so uh, as I said two of them are going on two of them have just been released effectively in Herrera and Valencia so surely that would be a stimulant to actively look to sell some players to recoup some revenue there the problem is if all say those nine players that you just mentioned for obvious reasons they're not going to get rid of them all but then that means you've got players in the team who want to leave like Lukaku open to leaving the likelihood is the fact that anyone, if the transfer window doesn't go in the way United want, as in they don't land the players they want, they're not gonna they're not gonna sell because they're not gonna sell Lukaku if they've got no one to replace him with. So then you're left with a seventy five million pound striker who's thinking maybe I'd rather be in Italy. So it's just not an ideal situation to be in. No, and it, like I think there was that piece that I think Liam did the week that the fact that people like Lukaku can even contemplate leaving United when he's already had the fact that he's at United should be such an honour to him and yeah when you look at his career path as well that my my Evertonian mate did did warn me like within two years he'll be agitating to go to Bayern Munich or somewhere else and it's it's proven to be the case Uh, the other trouble I have with there is I know that that there are Italian clubs or an Italian club that would like Lukaku but are you really going to spend We'd have to spend, 75 yeah, million 90 least, million so. on, on a player who's got 15 goals this season um, and his camp are quite adamant that you know he, he's not being judged in the last 180 minutes of football or anything like that but you, you have to if you're judging him on the whole of this season it, it, he just looks he looks a bit outdated as um, well, even as last, new football yeah. as it sounds the whole you know that I think the whole death of the number nine is is a reasonable theory because you could probably name I don't know a handful of world class out and out strikers yeah. these days. The four Champions League semi finalists, I don't think any of them had an out and out figurehead. I get it that some people could make that argument for Firmino, but I think he's finessed his game so much at Liverpool in the last few years that he's just he's not a striker anymore. No. He can play on the wings, he can play along the line. He, he is a forward as much as Mane and Salara. Yeah. Charlotte, um, one player we did mention there, Juan Mata. He's a player, I think, who does def- divide fans a bit because he's such a nice person, as everyone knows. And he offers... I mean, he does offer a useful asset to the team, but I guess maybe is it sentiment that United are offering him a new deal? Or? No, I think he's a useful squad player. He's definitely... He's not a starter anymore. I think 
he'd probably admit that to himself but going through that list like we just did of all those players that could leave there's definitely players who should leave ahead of him mm. and um, if they give him if he's happy to take one more year with the possibility of a one year extension then United, United have done the right thing to give it him in my opinion because he can be useful and I guess he could be in line for another appearance this weekend away at Huddersfield Samuel what type of team news do you expect from uh, the game this weekend well the funny thing about Solskjaer moaning about oh I'm not going to give you any information today was that the club gave us information the other day with the um, training photos uh, where Lukaku Marshall and Pogba um, weren't spotted and they they didn't actually train in that session either Chris Morland didn't either so I suppose at this at this stage you could file them as doubts but you wouldn't imagine all of them will be out of the game on Sunday so I suppose if, you, if you're guessing at a team it's, it's going to be Lindelof and Jones or Smalling or Rojo <laughs> given that Bay is uh, out Um Mata, I think, needs to be assured of starting because I thought he played pretty well against Chelsea uh, other than, than, than scoring the goal. And with the rest of them, it's it's kind of like it's tombola time. It's like all of them aren't scoring, so you've just got to pick them out of a, out of a hat. Lingard as well was another one who was, who was injured last week and, and didn't train during the uh, during the Wednesday session. So maybe, maybe he will be back, but it's much for muchness at the moment. Um, I certainly don't think Anthony Marshall will be uh, will be getting the start after his his warm up last week. We call it a warm up. I think even if he's still doing that now, I don't think he'd be warm. Even if you do it for seven days, uh, it is annoying to see that sort of stuff. Isn't it? I know you said you asked him about Marshall today, but you, like you said, yes. you can't legislate for that from the players because it's down to the player to to do it themselves isn't it you can, there's only so much support a manager can give to a player if they're not putting the hard work in yeah, his response was unconvincing to to say the least uh, it was it was great to great to see that the the top reply to my my tweet when uh, sending out the, the quote was did you ask him about Lingard as if again it's you know we're, we're all biased in favour of, of English players British players reply? no but it was someone with with what looked like a comic book avatar so I thought that was quite telling <laughs> Oh, we should never trust the people who haven't got a face on there. Who's not themselves, yeah. If it's yeah. not yourself. Or with a Marshall avatar. Or a Marshall avatar, yeah. That's a, a big caveat. Uh, Charlotte, we also saw earlier in the week uh, some of the youngsters training with a first-team squad. Would you give any of them a chance? Because, like Samuel said, it sounds like Cardiff would be the game yeah. more likely for youngsters to get a chance. But I'd say chuck them in at Cardiff. And, not and, and Antonio Valencia as well while you're at it. <laughs> not from the start, I would like to add. You can have a... Do you not want to have him subbed off in the 25th minute? John Terry style oh, <laughs> squad number on the back everyone's just it's probably how long he can last these days <laughs> as well I think no and no room for sentiment in football is and a big motive of El Capitano in oh, the Stratford end and everyone chatting his name Could the awful thing imagine? is I can imagine that awfulness happening uh, as well speech, the, 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 speech the on the pitch the club have started giving out them annoying Clappers. yes oh, I know whose I, idea was that I don't know the, for the it was in the family, family stand, stand for the Chelsea, Chelsea game. Yeah, yeah. And awful. they're giving these um, like A4 posters. They had those for the... Um, for the yeah. Was it the Derby? The Barca game. They the had Barca those game. those weird, the awful flags. Yeah, where but it was they, like, but it's they, like they were half sort of bothered about it being a big European night. I know. Does Stratford-In flags still exist? It's... Uh, Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> this is a controversial topic. Um, 
But they, but they didn't yeah. seem to do anything. I mean, they. I didn't think they did that much anyway. Like waving a bit of cloth around isn't going to generate an atmosphere. In fairness, I think Ferguson did say, however long, eleven years ago, when the players saw the Believe mosaic yeah. before the Barcelona game, that apparently that did inspire yeah. and they did them, it for motivate the, um, them. Buying game in the Moyes, didn't they? The one all draw. Yeah, home. there was a, another similar one, which did seem to make it more of a European. What did that? Atmosphere. Was it like things wrong? Again. One Moyes yeah. out. <laughs> the chosen one. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I can't remember what we were saying. Charlotte. Something about kids yeah, kids and Antonio Valencia. Oh, Valencia is going to have a banner in the Stratford. It wouldn't surprise you, would it, if the club had sorted that out? You well, know, there, one of there those was things where you put your arms up and it, yeah. and it goes across. I'd like to see him try to give a speech on the pitch at full time. On them, oh, imagine fluent English. Imagine just comes out after all this time. I think the the thing about that was Lee Grant did some Twitter video a couple of months ago, and he spoke more Spanish in that video than I think Valencia spoke in English in his <laughs> thirteen years in England. It's it is embarrassing that the United captain can't communicate with fans. Um, although he has become a little bit more um, ambassadorial, I've noticed in in recent That's weeks and days. Yeah, yeah, yeah he knows it's coming to the, the end. Role. It's coming to the end no. now. I think well. he's realised that if he tweets anything, he just gets a. Yeah. bombarded with messages of people Same. saying you should stay you're just, not being given yeah. the chance you deserve you, can you play against you young play. can you play over young yeah. and which is just the bizarre it's the, the they people's... forget just how bad he was yeah. last year it uh, is remarkable and how little uh, he's like most of the season he wasn't out of the team because he wasn't good it's because he wasn't fit well United were rampant under Solskjaer until he brought Valencia in for that Newcastle, Newcastle game yeah. and then it was a goalless first half and yeah the bubble bit. sort of burst yeah, the, a bit yeah the bubble it? slightly was punctured but uh, they got going in the second half yeah I guess Charlotte the final question for you is do you have any hope at all of a top four finish still or no Shake, shaking so. your head doesn't really work know, on a podcast sorry we're but... a podcast it's not being video filmed <laughs> need a verbal it? reply I know I was thinking it's because I was thinking about it and then my head just did that involuntary do you action. not think it would be obviously not a team that they'd get there just because other teams are so much worse well the only the hope that they've got is that Chelsea and Arsenal obviously played in the Europa League and maybe they'll be a bit tired I don't know maybe they'll mess up again but the way it's been going for United is the other teams mess up and they just mess up as well so they don't they've not been capitalised none of the teams have managed to capitalise on the the others dropping points so I think it's going to be stay the same all square whoever's the least worst will get the Champions League football it's a good indictment of English football isn't it Mm -hmm. Samuel do you agree top four gone for you this season oh yeah it it would be remarkable it'd be funny and remarkable if they did somehow get fourth but they're not going to they they don't have it in them and they've they've missed their opportunities they've they've had what two or three chances in recent weeks to pull themselves back up into it and they've they've just not done it so they're they're not going to do it now I just can't see it bring on the random European away yeah the Europa League tour yes, begins again Gdansk is the final next year no oh god that could be a well it's back here this year so at least it's not there because yeah I, I've, I saw how long it's it's going to take some to get to Baku so I'm, I'm delighted oh, you know how long, you know, how long? I think there was someone said it could be 18 hours with with layovers yeah. and what have you and just because of flight trip, times it'd be 33 right. yeah. <laughs> and I saw as well that the, the tickets for the game as well well the, the allocation this year is ridiculous yeah, I can't yeah. remember what exactly it was 
There's an off. 7,000? 7,000 each. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot forward to next season. Well, that's, I don't think well, the, coin- the, final. The, the coincidence <laughs> is that the same conversation was had in 2008 when it was two English clubs going off to Moscow where you had to get a visa oh, and things yeah. like that. And they relaxed it a bit. They said, your ticket is your visa getting into the country. And so the UEFA did take measures to make it a little bit more manageable. And in fairness, the the stadium was well worthy of the of the occasion. It's, it's it's a cracking stadium, the Luzhniki. But I think that sometimes they don't they don't seem to think these things through when it comes to choosing locations for a European final. Certainly Baku. It's I, I get share it around, but maybe that's one for the Super Cup, which which has worked relatively well in recent years. I think they've got they've got Eurovision as well. Is that come have they had Eurovision? Who I knows? wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty You're sure that, that's Eurovision this one. Fan. No, but there's someone on my Facebook page who absolutely loves it I need to delete him really because he gets far too into it he went last year really yeah like, he actually paid himself to go there as, as his summer holiday to Portugal I think it was but yeah <laughs> memo to myself I will delete him when I when the podcast finishes but who knows we will see what happens when you make your trip to Yorkshire this weekend anyway and we will be back next week to analyse whatever happened against Huddersfield Town and look ahead to the final game of the season and maybe we'll even do our own player of the season awards who knows we shall see Charlotte enjoy your break thank you Samuel no break for you no see you back on Monday thank you very much for listening to the Manchester's Red podcast please leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and join us again next time